Experiences from within the community. Assisting each other through awareness of embodiment. Examples created to showcase a foundation of living from soul. Another foundation episode and... I feel like I'm excited about all the foundation episodes because they really are just a marker for what it means to live as a conscious light being. But this one is so needed and so fresh and raw. Well, we're kind of we're kind of getting out of that now, but it's just much needed. So I wanted to preface this. This is a podcast on human death and we have great insight um, that's fresh probably what 10 days now so Alexia's mom passed away not this Friday that just happened the Friday before do you know the date January 17th January 16th or 17th her mom had passed away from a drug overdose her mom was a known addict um, which let's be honest she was a profound light Mm -hmm. now that we understand even more through her death and we really wanted to share on what it was like to move through and like literally a week it only took you truly cellularly Mm -hmm. to move through grief as a light being so I feel that we have talked about breakups as a light being and now death as a light being and it's completely fucking different than the human Mm -hmm. and it's mind-blowing to witness it all as a light being Mm -hmm. so I want to start with like right back to the very beginning of how this all started and You know, you and I have had so many conversations about your mom, you know, being like, she has 10 million lives. (laughs) Like she would go like weeks without talking to you or texting and we'd be like, well, she's dead, you know, or like, how the hell is she still even here? And all these things, like literally, it was like a known thing for you. You had, you had experienced when I first started mentoring you, Mm -hmm. you know, overdoses with her. That was a lot of your layers in the early days, all that. And realistically, as your mentor, you definitely grieved your mom while she was alive 100 percent, like 100 percent. she was she was the basis of my human layers mm-hmm. yeah for sure when you first started for sure exactly and then um you know it, it wasn't it wasn't really a shock to your light but it was to your human mm-hmm. so i woke up at that friday morning at 7 a.m and you ha- were calling me which is weird to call <laughs> she always like facetimes and then um she texted me and said my mom has passed away Um, can you call me and then you got on the phone and talked to me and we we had a giggle right away because the cops had went to your ex's house and were like oh my god like she um, would do it that way she would do it that way and the and the whole thing Mm -hmm. so as the day progressed on you just got consumed and consumed with human human and let's just talk about that briefly yeah so naturally when somebody dies everybody's messaging you everybody's coming to you everybody's saying something and you had never experienced a death in your life I've never experienced death and nobody in my family has passed I have all my grandparents everything on both sides so my mom of course blueprint like just yeah was the first person to pass away and my first experience with death Mm -hmm. and to have that experience as somebody who's conscious was wow was over top. The first day was over the top over for you. Over the top. Because you're like, what is even going on? Like, everybody's calling. Nobody knows the real answers or truth to anything. They're just kind so of... So much information. So much information. So much, like, grapevine gossip kind of think- and ev- thinking this happened or not knowing. Yeah. Everybody had, like, the energy of chicken with their head cut off. Yes. That's what I kept saying yeah. all day to you. So then she came over Friday, and that was catalytic for us, and... 
I worked on her body and that first um that first night when I worked on her body you like it makes me emotional now but like we crossed her over Mm -hmm. we went into the bathroom where she overdosed and we had passed uh, crossed her over into the hologram and she had a house in the hologram and it was like this 90s decorated house and I was like what the fuck like we're in the 90s here (laughs) and this will make sense as we move along and tell you the journey here and then you got to that day um there's somebody in the community who is a grief transition specialist and she's able to hand portal and allow the person to hug and touch um the person who's passed away and you were laying on the floor and you got to um hold the hand of your mom and your whole entire side of your face and your cheek went cold Cold, cold, and you just were vibrating and feeling the emotion Mm -hmm. and you had so much grief in your field that wasn't yours and I cleaned that all out for you and when you came out you're just like wow Mm -hmm. that shift for you explain that to people that shift was everything for me and I I'm gonna you're probably going to hear me say this a hundred thousand times throughout this podcast but this work is truly life-changing because Mm -hmm. one session Mm -hmm. the closure the awareness the peace it gave me Mm -hmm. I don't even have the words Mm -hmm. I couldn't even conjure up the words Mm -hmm. to explain to you how much that supported my life yeah with that one session with one one singular session Mm mm-hmm And then you went on into the weekend and let's just talk about what you experienced. I mean, first of all, one of the main things I want to talk about is so interesting and eye-opening, even within our community in the sessions, is you had to have your whole, you chose based on every morning how you were going to feel to rearrange your days. So you didn't go from human or anything. You were like, you know what? I don't know how long I'm going to be off from sessions. Every day I'll get up and I'll feel it and I'll make a decision. And then you would talk to Becca and rearrange your day. And one of the most interesting things is I then heard as a mentor um, in sessions that people were pained that the set their session had got moved or they had some sort of reaction to it and they cried or people had an aeration about it or whatever and it was so interesting because then as soon as they found out it was a death everything mm-hmm. changed for them mm-hmm. yeah. so I really want to talk about that it's no judgment but it's just interesting how as soon as you know it's a death it's acceptable that you didn't have your dino nuggies and have your session or have mm-hmm. something the way that you wanted mm-hmm. it but then But then before that, Mm -hmm. it was, you were in a tiff. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's so interesting how the ego and the human sneaks in and really just wants it how it wants it. Mm -hmm. And when we don't get an answer, there's a rumination about it. Mm -hmm. That's personal or egoic. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember when day by day you would tell me, you're like, it's fine. Like, you can tell people, like, you didn't care about that. And in my purpose, I really wanted to feel feel into that itself Mm -hmm. and not everybody was told why Mm -hmm. with pure fucking purpose Mm -hmm. um because they just had to sit with that choice that was made and then for them for their own growth and And i think it's amazing for us to share this that everything that goes on here is fluid Mm -hmm. and it's there to help you with your own growth so alexia's mom dying and then you not maybe having a session with alexia was there for your own growth so if you're just finding out for the first time this information or you were one of those people that had that reaction great Mm -hmm. i want you to feel that and see see what this information is making you feel and 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 how you you. can show you. And also understanding that not everything is about you. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And we take mm-hmm. everything so personal mm-hmm. when we're on our journey and yeah. when we're moving through the human layers. Mm-hmm. Everything feels so personal. Yeah. But it's not. Well, instantly when something gets moved, again, because I know I've been there, it's so... I'm laughing because I feel like out of all my sessions with Coco, I've had one pushed or moved Mm -hmm. and I threw a fit because I was like, well, this isn't fair to me. I need that session, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, but do you not understand that when something is moved, that's a gift in itself too? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. it's like now that you're in our world, Becca, and you see the inner workings, we we constantly giggle about it because you're like, I had no fucking idea. No. Mm -hmm. Like you, when you're... When you're on the other end, it's like you only care about yourself and your own journey. And that's natural and that's normal. Yeah. And we get it. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole solar system on the other mm-hmm. side. That is invisible and to the it's human invisible eye. To well, the it's human like eye. imagine a computer system. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all you see is a computer. Yeah. You see a screen mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, you don't know but the software. The inner all. workings is fuck. It's just next level. It's intricate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's intricate. For a reason. Yeah. And that's blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the first things I wanted to talk about because I just thought that that was so interesting to witness and experience Mm -hmm. um, within people when it comes to our inner world um, because this is the first time we've navigated somebody having to basically clear their whole entire week due to an external emotional human event Mm -hmm. is how I would word it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... You can take it from you where it's like, we don't do anything unless it's from feeling. So look at her. Every single day you woke up and you made decisions based on how you were feeling that day Mm -hmm. versus human right away clears their week, Mm -hmm. goes and sits in that partner's in pain, uses the death card and does all that. As a conscious being, it's from feeling and you see it for what it is versus being immersed in it. Well, and because I never experienced it, I didn't know what it would look like. I Mm -hmm. didn't know how long it would take for a linear time. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So everything around here is on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's death or not. Exactly. It's just the fluidity of how our life is. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so as you move through the weekend, you then ended up getting a grief tree, which I had to remove for you. And that grief tree was everybody else's shit Mm -hmm. because everybody was coming at you, coming at you with their lip service. So I really want to talk about the lip service that takes place during death and the conscious awareness that you experienced around that. The biggest one liner that (coughs) I heard and experienced was whatever you need, we're here. Mm -hmm. And I mean... This is from people who I was getting phone calls from people who I didn't even know who they were, but they knew my mom from elementary school, from high school, all the things. Then there was people from, you know, my contrast life in my early days of life, people I haven't talked to in years and years and years, but all of a sudden were here for me no matter what. And that was so eye opening to me because mm-hmm. these people, A, have no idea who I am. Mm-hmm. They have no idea the state of being that I live. And where the fuck have you been up until this point? Yeah. And, and just <laughs> geographically, Alexia's in Kelowna, her mom and the family and everybody lived in Regina. So everybody's giving her all this lip service, like whatever you need, whatever you need. So then as the week goes on, I think it was about Wednesday, you mm-hmm. hadn't received any anything from anybody other than lip service yeah. other than your ex-boyfriend's parents. parents sent a hundred dollar DoorDash gift card yeah but you got nothing nobody was sending you meals nobody was sending you flowers mm-hmm. nobody was offering to help you in any monetary or physical way no. until it kind of exploded on that Wednesday for you when somebody had suggested flying you know extended family out to come and visit you and be with you for the weekend and she's like wait why the fuck aren't my brother and sister and my dad who had this whole life with my mom come out here to clone it and be with me? 
And then you crafted this whole kind of like statement, in other words, to everybody Mm -hmm. saying like, I've just gotten lip service. Like, where the fuck is all this if you want to help me? Exactly. It's been words and words and words. And what I want is help in the form of action. Mm -hmm. And it's the action that was what I was needing. I said, if I, I don't need anything from you guys, but what would mean the most to me is if they could come out here. I, because what had happened is it was an aunt who offered to come and see me because, and this is amazing to me, the human narration of, well, I'm lonely and I'm isolated and it's hard and I have no one out here and it's terrible. And I'm like, listen, I'm fucking living my best life. And obviously I was moving through the emotions and the experience, but I didn't need or want anyone who is, who is not operating the same way that I was to come out except for my immediate family, my dad, my brother, and my sister. Mm -hmm. And so asking for that was interesting Mm -hmm. because then I sent out that statement Mm -hmm. and to have people's response from their wounds. A lot of people didn't answer. Then there was like a moment where it was the next day. Then all of a sudden it was like, I got sent groceries that were, you know, breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, all of a sudden it was, well, we'll only pay for one of them to fly out. And it was so It became drama. Drama. It became drama. It became pain. And then people created this whole narrations where it's like, well, she's just in grief and this is how she's dealing with grief. Yeah. Like the human narration, Mm -hmm. but nobody stopped because they couldn't even compute as to that there could be a different way to process grief than what humans normally do, which is they all clamor together and have this whole fucking pain train Mm -hmm. and they all sit there and talk and ruminate Mm -hmm. about the person that majority of people in your mom's case fucking avoided and ignored and talked shit about the entire time she was alive. Well, exactly. And I'm like, you guys, everybody's statement was, well, you know, we just didn't think it would happen. She was a fucking addict for 20 some years. Like it's literally She's had no multiple shock. overdoses. If she didn't die this way, that would have been a shock. Exactly. If she got, yeah, you had said that. You're like, yeah. well, if she got in a car accident and died that way, we'd be like, wow, that's shocking yeah. because. Well, the human has to avoid the truth of the matter. Exactly. Yes, right? And so they create the pain because they have to deny that they actually knew the truth this whole exactly. time. Exactly. And everything is ignorance until it's an inconvenience. And yes. I really want to touch on that because her whole life and how she led it, everybody ignored 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 until her death became an inconvenience to them Mm -hmm. that they then attached and created pain from Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was wow and that's death as a whole as a really truly it doesn't matter if somebody just dies in a tragic car accident or they or they die as a drug addict or however they they transition Mm -hmm. it's like you talk shit about that person or you said that you were going to call them. It was always that someday, that someday conversation, you know? And then it, it, I've talked about this my whole life. Then when somebody dies, then all the humans are like, we're going to call. We're going to hang out more. And we're going to do we're all gonna this. Live. We're going to live now. Yeah. We're going to live because the pain of losing them was so intense that we're going to shift and change. And how many people do? But the crazy thing is she'd been dead for so many years prior to Exactly. This. To, to so many people. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that, you know, I just made note of is like death truly shatters the illusion of the word family. Mm-hmm. Truly. Take, take that in. Mm-hmm. Shatters the illusion of the word family. The human is so family focused, but as mm-hmm. a conscious light being, when you experience death, that all of a sudden that word, that fake container is such an illusion it crumbles it doesn't exist nobody's fucking there nobody cares you know you you really see people and where they're operating benefits that exactly and their intent 
as soon as death is present, mm-hmm. yeah. as soon as death is present, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's so interesting. We, we always talked about before I moved here, I was like, well, I'm going to miss my family mm-hmm. and I'm going to miss my grandparents and I'm going to da, 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 da. It was a big pull for it you. It was a big pull for mm-hmm. me. But having this experience, I'm like, you all died with her. Mm-hmm. Truly. Mm-hmm. All, all, every, every... And, it's, and it's crazy. One of the other things walking beside you with it is if you were in Regina and you were living the life that they wanted with your ex-boyfriend still in the house and everything and playing the human game, mm-hmm. then yeah. you could you would potentially get the flowers and get oh, the shit and get all that. Benefited because... From it. You're playing their little human game yeah. and how they deem grief to be. Well, she would have been where they all wanted her to be. Exactly. exactly. And that for was, their comfort. And exactly. that was the thing, too, is everybody offered to fly me out to Regina, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to Regina. I'm not attending a funeral for somebody who is more light than human. Yes. That's an immediate no to me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I asked for support and said, hey, how many of you have offered flights why don't you use that on my family members to get them out here well all of a sudden nobody could spend a dime crickets crickets Mm -hmm. nobody could spend a dime because no longer was it the dino nuggies that they needed to coddle their fucking pain Mm -hmm. and no longer was it the dino nuggies how they wanted it to be exactly they wanted to give the lip service but they wanted the lip service to be how they wanted to be and this is not an isolated incident this is humans as a whole Mm -hmm. with death is it's like they will do what they what they want to do based on how they think it needs to be done, mm-hmm. right? So funerals, everything, like, you know, obituaries, all the bullshit. It's like when people ask you to do it, then they'll change it and do it based on their wounds anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like as a conscious being, it's like you really discuss that. You're like, fuck a funeral. Like, yeah. I'm not going and sitting there in that pain container. Yeah. Pain container. Yeah. And I know you went through this with an aunt earlier this year yeah. and stuff too it's like you're not going to the pain container well and what was interesting for me was my aunt was somebody that our relationship just fizzled naturally there was no fucking grand reason Mm -hmm. um so she was somebody that i only saw at christmas that Mm -hmm. i only talked to at christmas there was nothing other than that um and then what was interesting um and i you know you still have compassion for yes. the humans that are experiencing the death, but you're going to make a conscious decision based on your state of being. So mm-hmm. I had said to both my mom and my dad, I'm not coming to Regina for the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, a, I just don't feel like it's necessary for me at all. And B, I, it just, I'm not needed there. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting was both my mom and my dad were like, we know that you can't afford it, so we'll do whatever we can to get you out here. And what's really interesting about that is I've had my journey with asking my parents for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second I go asking, let's say my dad, for money to help with groceries, I get a fucking lecture. Mm-hmm. Well, stop asking your dad for this. You should be able to afford this and blah, 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 the whole fucking thing. But then as soon as something like this happens they're willing to fork out anything and everything Mm -hmm. to get me there Mm -hmm. and what was also interesting I had somebody else in my family say to me you know um I feel like you're really gonna regret this Mm -hmm. decision yes because Mm -hmm. there's um somebody who just lost a daughter somebody who just lost a sister and then somebody who just lost a mom Mm -hmm. and it's like I understand that 
but allow me to process this in a way that feels good for me mm-hmm. without your judgment. Mm-hmm. Because the choice that I had made mm-hmm. made everybody else uncomfortable and mm-hmm. right away they go to, well, she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's like, but I do and I'm I processing this in too. a way that's healthy for me. So exactly. then you're going to yes. judge that. Like that, it, it's just fucked. Well, like it's, it's yeah. just fucked. It's and the f- judgment of how people process it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the biggest thing is, and I experienced the exact yeah, same exact thing back up yeah. where I got a phone call and it's like, well, you know, not going to your mom's funeral is something you're going to regret for the rest of your life. I'm like, mm, yet pretty they sure have, it's not. Yet they yeah. have no idea what How? you've fucking done in quantum and in the hologram but, with her. And the, yeah. be- the best thing too was we know you had a really hard and bad relationship with your mom. Yeah, you know, but, but, but yeah, nobody based is, on thirteen-year-old you, literally, yes, and how literally. and nobody has gotten to know the you over the last two years. No, nope. and you have yeah. a podcast that you talk about shit on here. Mm-hmm. Lots. You've been in a magazine. You have moved and changed your entire life to Kelowna and have this whole quote-unquote to them job. They call mm-hmm. it a job, but yet nobody even asks you what the fuck it is. Yeah. No, but then they're yeah. telling you that you're going to regret not going to a funeral yeah. because they're snoring. Yeah, and. They go and take this in humans. And I've said that I just love this episode because it's like (laughs) humans go to these fucking funerals. They sit on the fucking pain container. Everybody's bawling their eyes out. Everybody's going to be willing to give you and do everything. And then the weeks, months and years go and it's crickets. Nobody checks on you. Nobody talks about it. They're so fucking uncomfortable. They don't know what to say to you. Nobody wants to walk or run into you in the grocery store because you're grieving and nobody knows what to say. And then it's that stiff upper lip of it's like okay well death happens shit happens we all die fucking swallow it down and get over it Mm -hmm. but then cellularly it sits in you and it moves and that pain and that grief just surmounts until you're fucking dying of cancer at 50 because you never dealt with that death at 20 Mm -hmm. because there's no acceptance for the human no it's just Just external bullshit it's avoidance and external bullshit yeah it's the it's the autopilot and the checklist of like send the flowers you know text the thing it's empty fucking lip service If you're messaging Alexia and you haven't fucking talked to her in fucking 10 years, five years, even a year, fuck off. Literally. Fuck off. Because Mm -hmm. it's false lip service. You don't need it. You're doing it on autopilot to tell somebody you're sorry for what? From wounds. And I dealt with this when I blew up my companies. It was the Mm. same thing. It was a death. And, you know, that first day, everybody's messaging me either sorry oh my god i'm so shocked and then crickets to this day Mm -hmm. to this day three years later i haven't received one message checking on me no yeah but it was the biggest but oh all the support and it was just the biggest thing and it was horrible Mm -hmm. when it first happened the day of the day exactly but then then just like everything it fizzles out exactly because everybody's so self-absorbed in their own life and their stupid fucking lip service well it's the game of pain exactly it's It's the the game game of pain pain. we all rattle around it rally around it the day that it happens or the weeks that it's in Mm -hmm. and then after that it fizzles out like you know maybe i take that back maybe i had two cousins and maybe some random person (laughs) that summer messaged me once, you know, but realistically they were also messaging me to gauge and see where I was because they were having a bad day. And if I was fucking shitty, then they could feel good about themselves. And that's being conscious and it's mind blowing. It is. And as humans, what they do is they take that painful experience of someone's death and then they find a way to ruminate and make it into their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're addicted. addicted. So the people who have, 
had massive grief and loss in their life. It's a heroin they, hit. Well, yeah, they search around for the next hit and they, they, all, they're, they inject themselves into that grief and into that death and they ruminate about it. Mm-hmm. And this might sound really fucking abrasive and being like, oh my God, you guys are heartless and you have no... It has nothing to do with that because walking beside you, you felt the emotion of your mom amazingly. And then it was like, by the time I think your last session with the grief, I think it was Monday, you had processed it unbelievably. And then um, you got great imagery of a car wash where it's like, now you're in the stage of a car wash where you're moving through and all of a sudden the car wash kind of like drape the tassels, yes. tassels hit, you. hit you and you'll cry, but you'll just move through it. And then I'm walking on a beach. Yes, I'm walking yeah. on a beach. So you would say all last week to me, you'd be like, fuck the car wash hit on the way here or the car washed it and that really changed your life that for you. that changed my life because all of a sudden I would have a moment or something that would like trigger the emotion that I'd be like Kate here comes the car wash and you had and the I'd imagery have that cry and it would move it. through me and then I'd yes. be like okay now I'm on the beach yes yeah. and then Alexia got the greatest gift and we have to share it because this is our world and it's so funny and she, her mom anyways the the hologram her house had changed and everything and not everybody goes to this specific hologram new earth but her mom has a purpose in new earth that has to do with alexia's purpose and it's all intertwined and that's why you know her mom would not leave me alone and has a her (laughs) death was a her death was the greatest gift ever because her purpose was in her death okay and her state of being as a light and the most amazing experience now let's back up so when coco (laughs) came on grid when i came on to who i was in 2016 i thought that I was just going to talk to dead people, okay, and portal dead people because that was my gateway into it. So I'm seasoned in, quote unquote, dead people, okay, (laughs) but I haven't done it in a really, I don't do it a lot anymore, okay, unless it's asked me. So Alexia has this amazing session, all the stuff, she's laid down, and all of a sudden I hear, sit her up, you're going to portal, you're going to living portal. And so when I living portal, literally I become that person okay so I'm thinking in that moment or feeling that she's just gonna get a nice little hug here so I sit Alexia up I tell her close your eyes and then my god I say the words you're getting a portal and it was like a motherfucking puck dropped down my head and I became her mom and she was so pumped to be dead and she was she grabbed the back of you and we had this whole portal experience and I remember at one point within the first minute of her mom being in me I mean like if this fucking bitch doesn't fucking settle down Coco's gonna RIP on the ground because I needed to breathe because she was so intense intense. and Becca grew up with Alexia so you guys can explain that this woman was like that she's Tasmanian devil yeah so much energy Yes, had so much energy that she just didn't know what the fuck to do with it. So it was like ping, 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 ping. Literally, yes, and that air hockey, yes, Yes. air hockey table. So when I portaled her, I don't even know how long it was or whatever. But then when I got out, I really collapsed, and then I came back too, and I laughed, and I was like, "Well, that takes number one portal life." (laughs) But one of the big things I want you to talk about is how that changed your life. Like it makes me so emotional because you're like, "This is catalytic." Mm -hmm. How she grabbed you and all that. Like I want you to talk about that. Because that really explains why this work and state of being got you to today to have a podcast, what, 10 days out, because you move through it. You actually said to me yesterday, I need to do this podcast because it's already fading. It's Mm -hmm. like it never even happened. Mm -hmm. You've already moved through it. But that portal then catalystically changed everything. That it makes me emotional. That portal really changed everything for me because she grabbed you. You 
I got to feel her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how she grabbed the back of your neck. <laughs> exactly like how she grabbed you in, in, when she was here. Your eyes were closed. <laughs> she missed all the good shit. But yeah. yeah. Um, I just... Yeah, yeah, you need, you I, need to I, share I, it. It's great. I got to feel her and experience her and mm-hmm. the mannerisms and how she talked and how she grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was it's just such a gift, this work, because even being able to just hug her and feel her in density mm-hmm. allowed that closure to really take place. Mm-hmm. And that was such a gift. And there was one session that just really stands out mm-hmm. where... Um, I don't remember it, so you have to, <laughs> you have to go. <laughs> the scalpel. Oh, yeah. So that was the very first day is her mom. So Alexia's purpose in um, New Earth and what she's here to do is she's a light surgeon. As of right now, it could elevate as it moves on. And her mom, that very first day that she had passed, gave her the scalpel. And she's her assistant in the hologram for her purpose. So her passing just activated so fucking much. You know, we also have the girl in um, in our world who is the grief person that I talked about. And she came to session last week and said to me, yeah, so like last week I, there was one night where I thought I was like, you know, overdosing. And if I would have been in 3D, I would have called 911. I go, was that Thursday at 7 p.m.? And long story short, she was portaling your experiencing your mom's passing yeah. because she's a transitionist so it's like your mom's death bled out to so many people mm-hmm. already in our world because she was never meant for this world she was meant for the hologram mm-hmm. her purpose to come into body of form was to birth your siblings and you and her death is actually what her purpose was. It was yeah. the activation. Yes. And activation. and I really... And not everybody's like that. But your mom was, of course. It's, it's just purpose. It's blueprint. Yeah. And I, I really feel like just this whole experience has been amazing. Because what it's really taught me is you no longer become attached to the meat suit. Because mm-hmm. you, have, you have them in the frequency of how you operate and you live in your state of being every single day there's no separation anymore of course yeah there's the emotions and the grief Mm -hmm. and the things that come up but it's not you're not grieving a body you're grieving memories and moments yes Mm -hmm. take that in Mm -hmm. and another thing that really stood out for me too is when I helped you remember or taught you that you could touch her in the shower or anywhere and that first few days you would be like I felt her in the shower she'd put her hands out and I taught her how to feel her and that really processed the grief yeah like you every day that I saw you'd be like oh my god you know what you showed me yesterday like I felt her and that just really helped her move faster through it because you broke the veil yes you know you broke the illusion of like the human being gone that yeah the meat suit was gone but the light being and the light was still here well the light can thrive exactly because the meat suit isn't bogging her down exactly Exactly. and it's not a human in heaven that Mm -hmm. goes to heaven like you know how when you're in human you're like oh now you're an angel it's like no you're literally here you're beside me you're within me you're around me constantly Mm -hmm. because energy doesn't die it doesn't and it's and it it moves into a different form but also it's like what you understand is that death 
plays a larger part in a blueprint far surpassing mm-hmm. what we can even imagine. Mm-hmm. And you don't fully understand that until you're conscious mm-hmm. because death is an ending to the human, but it's a, it's extension. A, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's an expansion mm-hmm. and extension and it's actually just an activation to the light. Yeah. yeah. And it was the opening of the first issue of the magazine where I said throughout our lifetime as conscious light beings, we realize that death is not what the humans made it out to be. Mm-hmm. And that actually that's the reality and this is the dream yeah yeah so she, yeah. you know what's coming to me right now is everybody go and watch bliss mm-hmm. yeah. because your mom is the prime example she went back to the fucking place that created it and all of us are just coming here into that dream state mm-hmm. when actually when we die it's not this fearful thing that the humans have made it be no. right and i'm really excited for the state of being and what we're going to do with grief and loss as we all navigate it in our life because mm-hmm. we're all um going to lose our parents we're all going to lose people we're all going to do that and you know it's just going to be astronomical how we can flip the narrative and the state of being at it and control our air supply and how we want to grieve and witness the humans and call it out on it which yes. we've done here and, and and noted it but no longer you know taking it in the ass i guess i would say for how grief is supposed to look mm-hmm. because the humans have defined how grief is supposed to look and if you don't follow like a little good school kid and go to the funeral and do all that stuff then you like you said back yeah. then you don't give two fucks well we're not grieving within the game anymore yeah we're grieving within the hologram yeah and within the light exactly and i feel like if anything the tools and the support that we have through this work for this Mm -hmm. specifically to navigate death Mm -hmm. and to be able to find the closure and the cellular relief Mm -hmm. and recalibration is beyond any words i could give like give to you guys because Mm -hmm. truly the time doesn't exist no, because it, like it I doesn't. said, you're sitting here 10 days out and it's like it never happened and you process it so fast. It's like what you, Becca, could share, you could share about the breakups too, where it's yeah. weird because in contrast in human, the breakups go on for years, years grief years. goes on for years. Now, no one's saying that you don't have your car wash moments mm-hmm. and you feel that grief. Like you said, you cried over making eggs or whatever, but you don't sit in it. That's the difference mm-hmm. where humans sit in the grief and they make it an extension and a story of why they are the way they are. It's no longer longer consumption yes exactly it's not a consumption it's a wave and Mm -hmm. we have full control Mm -hmm. because we have the tools to Mm -hmm. navigate it and you just really don't give this is why you do this work is you get solid in you so you could talk about how you witnessed the lip service how people reacted towards you Mm -hmm. how every how you were treated because you were conscious let's be honest yeah Yeah. how you were treated because you're conscious but that blankets out to the to our work as a whole Mm -hmm. when you stop living for the labels when you stop doing the things because the human wants it you are labeled crazy or you don't give a fuck or whatever i'm dealing with the same thing about a wedding in the summer Mm -hmm. that if I don't come to my sister's wedding then I fucking don't care and who the fuck am I but I'm like realistically why the fuck does me attending the wedding have anything to do with a wedding that's about two people yes and 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 the funeral (laughs) is why would I go to a, a funeral when I've only experienced my mom in the hologram yeah yeah yeah. why would I go to like why would we yeah. entertain density we that's not how yeah. we live so all of a sudden what something happens um you know a quote-unquote life event happens a loss happens or something you know is supposed to be celebrated and we're just supposed to give in to the human well exactly yeah. that, that's being yeah. solid 100% take that in yeah 
like the weddings, the funerals, the big yeah. life events. Why the fuck does your attendance alter that state of being? And what actually is happening? Exactly. exactly. So like, for instance, like your sister getting married. Yes. It sounds like there is a bigger picture if she's all fucked up just because you're not going. Exactly. Or my mom is fucked up. Then why are you getting married? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, why should my attendance alter your wedding experience? If it's the actual intent of two two people getting married and I support you from over here and I love you and I have that relationship and I can call you. Your physical presence means nothing. My physical presence means nothing and and death is the same. It is. Like yeah. mm-hmm. you're wounded then that you need to have these people all be there for the illusion of a fucking, like that you said, yeah. ex- that you care or the illusion of, like you said, a family. Yeah. That label. That's what it is. Yes. It's like, you need to have the all picture. the children, the pictures. It needs to look good to the outside yeah. because if, if, oh my God, if, Lucy's fucking daughter didn't show up for her funeral. What does that say about the state and of the family? And you know what they'll chalk it up to? Our relationship was poor. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it'll be. And sure, whatever. Or you're a selfish bitch. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll be either. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. But that's the eye-opening awareness that people need to hear and see mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Yeah. And really notice that we're all going to walk through it. But now a conscious being has. Yeah. And seeing the tools that we have and the people that are coming on grid you know having the grief transition person that's coming on grid is going to be catalytic and it, yeah. you, realistically it was easy mm-hmm. no it was so easy it was mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. but when we're in human you al- and you allowed it to be exactly right? mm-hmm. yeah and i yeah. and you know what it was easy and it moved so fast because there was no holding on yes. and harboring and ruminating and sitting and stewing and things it yeah. was and that's the beauty of living as a light yeah and you were so shook like when i was like you have a tree you're like how and i'm like well it's everyone else's embedded in you and you're like that's fucking it i'm not talking to no. them like i'm taking no immediately no because then yeah. right away she's like i felt it that first few days when i had to clean your field and remove that tree you knew right away that i was the sitting cons- on the couch that the humans like, were just taking you in you're foggy you were glitchy you couldn't handle it anymore because yeah. everybody was trying to get the hit from the light exactly yeah. you know and they couldn't figure out that you weren't reacting the way that they wanted you to react and then so then they blamed it on something was wrong with you mm-hmm. they'd be like well she's moving through grief she's in shock she's in this you're the least person in shock exactly yeah. so i just really wanted to get this out here is there any last words that you want to say i mean i feel that we really have to emphasize that you know, you are where you are right now because you t- you had those three sessions, you processed it and you didn't cling to anything but who you truly were, mm-hmm. that you made decisions from your light, mm-hmm. you made decisions from pure intent. Mm-hmm. And that is why we're sitting here having this podcast so quote unquote early on in linear time. And I, and also we design the experience we are about to have yeah. with any event that happens with, with whatever it is, you design it, you create it, you curate it. And you're, you are the person that gets to conduct it to be the way that you want. You mm-hmm. control the air supply and you control how it happens yeah. mm-hmm. and not from an egoic sense of control, but it's using using your tools that you have in your state of being to amplify and support you, not drain you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and this is something that I experienced. There's nothing wrong with you not feeling emotion right away when something like this happens. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, when my aunt passed away, I, it's still kind of blurry to me, but it was alcohol and all the things Um, there, 
was right away in acceptance because she had led that life so it was no surprise and there was no emotion that I had felt right away finding this out and that was okay Mm -hmm. because right away our human gets fucked up and is like well, if we're not feeling mm-hmm. all of these mm-hmm. things and all of this yeah, sadness, it's expected. Yeah, it's expected. Because you're not right? moving through the human death checklist. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. 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 And so... Allow yourself to just be who you truly are from yes, the side. Yes, and accept what, what shows up. So exactly. if whatever that is, mm-hmm. you move through it as it comes, but there's no need to force an emotion that you feel like you need to have because of what the external wants you exactly. to exactly and it's not going to look the same your experience is not going to look the same as mine becca's look different you know everybody's going to have a different experience and way that they navigate it based on the situation mm-hmm. but you have the tools and you're a fucking light being not a human and yeah. that's really what is going to move you through it mm-hmm. is remembering that and allowing that to be your anchor yeah, yeah. love it yeah and god do i love lucy <laughs> <laughs>